It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello there, podcast fans, and welcome to yet another one of the most watched podcasts in junior hockey. The Dan K. Show presents Junior Hockey is the name of that podcast, and it's, it's a podcast I've grown to know and love and listen to every time I'm out on a run or jaunt, or car ride, anywhere around the country. And you might be wondering, is this Lucas Jones? No. No, it's not. It's Dan Kay. But Dan, you never do the intros. You never open up these shows. You never open the door to the Wonka-esque factory of junior hockey knowledge that you maintain. It's always Lucas as that doorman. No. Today, it is but me. And why? Was I on an American Airlines flight two days in a row, cancelled? No, just delayed heavily, to the point where I may have missed an interview that this man, my right-hand man, my consigliere, mon frere from another mayor, took control of and had an amazing time doing while I traveled via planes, trains, and automobiles, John Candy style, just to get myself home for this intro. Lucas Jones... Desert Cup action, the conversation today. Talk to me, baby. It was it was a good one. It was it was also weird having to close out the podcast. I knew that I had to close it out. Yeah. And yet we got there and my brain went completely blank. Um, so you'll get to hear that. But yeah, it was a good conversation um, with Darren and Dino. Um, they are they're a couple of hockey guys. Right. That's that's what I think the conversation got to it was they are they are trying to create an experience uh, much like we've tried to carve out our own our own niche in the hockey world by by trying to give people better experiences, by trying to do things that are a little bit ahead of the game. Um, Darren and Dino have created the Desert Cup in its ninth year, and you're going to hear them kind of talk about why it's different, the things that set it apart. But I think more importantly, the reason why they've decided to do all these things and. A lot of it comes from their personal experiences in the game of hockey, whether it's as a coach or as a hockey dad, um, and looking around at the landscape and kind of going, this can be better. We could do better with some of this stuff. And finally getting that opportunity and, and trying to capitalize on it. Yeah, and I mean, they kind of came into touch with us just seeing what we were doing and, and how much we wanted to better what parents and families and these players had already had to spotlight them in past years or in most cases didn't have, right? You look at... Look at how media has grown in the game of junior hockey. It was non-existent 10 years ago. All of a sudden, a guy named Dan Kay and a guy named Lucas Jones come into the picture, and it's like the late-night TV show TV Wars. You know, you've got Neutral Zone doing the USHL draft. You've got the, the e-show stuff going on. You, you've got the null with everything they try to do now that, that tries to kind of mimic what we started here in this USPHL brand and, and in our Dan Kay show brand for, for the folks here. And, I love to see the growth, right? That's the whole point of it. We want the spotlight on everybody. And looking at this Desert Cup, Lucas, it's an opportunity for young athletes to put themselves on the, on, on the precipice of, of opportunity, right? To, to kind of put something on, on tape, put something on ice in front of scouts from around the country, scouts from around Canada as well. I, I think it's an important event, and it's something that just knowing these two guys, getting a chance to meet them, they're going to continue to invest in this thing and make this the best possible event. And on top of it, parents, it's also a couple days in Vegas in the middle of summer, baby. You know, you don't need to go outside in Vegas. The desert can get a little bit hot in the summer in July, 
But you can stay inside and have a lot of fun first in the rink and then at some of the libations around town with the family. Exactly, right? And we get into some of the, the advantages of it being in Vegas, some, some of the advantages of the way the tournament is set up. Dan, I think when you listen to the podcast, you will enjoy some of the, uh, not one-liners, but some of the monologues that Dino has towards the end once he kind of gets into the into the flow of things. He's making a run at your job, for Ooh, sure. Like he, is, he is making a run at the Dan K, let me focus in and, and really hit the people where they live. Um, so I think you're going to love it. The folks at home are certainly going to love it. Before we throw over to that podcast, though, Dan, we do a little thing called the Dan K Show Cup Series. Yep. And like most things we do, it starts off small, and it snowballs into an uncontrollable beast that is barely reined in by the only two people working on the Dan K Show, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, that hit a little close to home, I think, as well. Um, talk to the people about an opportunity that we are giving them but only for the beginning of the offseason. So what we are doing right now, until the end of May, you know, supplies will only last a limited time. Your organization can get $500 off. That's half off, folks. That's a 50% discount off of a Dan K. Show Cup Series game. I could call it a performance because that's what Lucas and I will do. We will come out. We will put on the lights, the bright lights, and spotlight your favorite players, your favorite organization, and maybe your least favorite organization and your biggest rival that you're playing in that Cup Series. But it doesn't have to be your rival. You could be, maybe Nashville plays, uh, I don't know, like Metro in the first ever Music City Motor City Battle Brawl, right? Like, we can make these things up on the fly. The point is we got to get this schedule filled out early because Lucas and I are already running out of dates in 23-24. If you want us to make a trip to your barn this season, you can get the best deal of the year right now. Go to dankshow.com and contact us there or just slide into our DMs. You know, just be like, hey, you up? You out? It's me. I want that organization to, uh, I want this organization to get a Cup Series game. And we usually are up. We usually are out, so you can yes. always let give us a DM. And and you know one thing that also uh, is interesting is for teams that that bring in fans that have fan bases, this is a great opportunity to maybe have a promotions night, right? To really pack the place and give two organizations and a really incredible feel. Let's say for example you don't have a fan base, right? That's fine. That's that is a lot of teams across junior hockey. They just do not have the the five hundred six hundred thousand fan base. Maybe you might sneak a cup game in on a Thursday. Gets a little easier to bring the Dan K show out to your barn on a Thursday or a Wednesday. Consider that. We are an open book. We are ready to think outside the box. If you're interested, we're interested. Let us know. Slide into those DMs. $500 off through the month of May. Now, let's go to a podcast that is 100% Dan K free. Lucas Jones, take it away. The Desert Cup. Tell them why they should be signing up right now. Welcome back to the podcast, folks. I am joined right now by a couple of guys who are very involved in the game of hockey and involved in a space in the game of hockey that is growing seemingly at an incredible pace. 
So we figured we'd have these two guys on the show to talk a little bit about that aspect of the game of hockey, where they exist in the game of hockey, and maybe help some folks out, because that's what the Dan K Show is all about. It is about finding out the information, bringing it to you, letting the parents and players at home know what's going on around the hockey world. But first, they can't talk unless they introduce themselves. That is the rule in the Dan K Show. So let's start with Dino. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the folks at home. Uh, Dino Caputo. I'm based out of uh, Southern Alberta in Lethbridge. Um, I, I work in, in hockey. I work in the Western Hockey League as a scout. Uh, had a lot of extensive experience doing that stuff in, in terms of development, in terms of um, coaching, in terms of uh, playing in tournaments uh, like we're going to talk about uh, and all that. But again, uh, pretty passionate when we talk about the development of youth hockey and 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 how it's evolved and how the game has evolved and, and ever-changing. Hi, my name is Darren Nichols. Um, I'm uh, part of the Las Vegas Desert Cup as well. I'm based out of Calgary, Alberta, uh, a couple hours south, or Dino's a couple hours south of, of us. Um, my background uh, is, is basically the knowledge of hockey, uh, spring hockey, uh, winter hockey, kind of a hockey dad, and uh, uh, my business kind of, revolves around the hockey world and uh we kind of started a, a tournament that uh we felt pretty passionate about and we'll explain more as we um, go through it and stuff like that but a uh, pretty exciting tournament and it's been going for a long time so we're happy to give you the information forward now i have certainly been accused of accidentally burying the lead once or twice whether it's an article whether it's a podcast interview the people tell me they don't want to wait till the end of 30 minutes to find out the important information. So let's get into the important information <laughs> right away. The Las Vegas Desert Cup. You don't normally think about desert and hockey combined into one. But in this situation, there's actually a lot of great things about it. The Desert Cup, what differentiates it from a lot of other youth tournaments that are out there? We spoke a little earlier about it being a jamboree style event. Let's start with that. What is a jamboree event and, and how can that be beneficial to players who are signing up? A jamboree style event is an event where it's a similar to what uh, you'll see a lot in the uh, Eastern United States as, as showcases where you sign up as an individual. Uh, you participate in a tournament to showcase your talents. Uh, I know out East, it, it, it spends a lot of time where you play a two period uh, type program where you know one goalie goes and yeah you have a little bit of the competition but uh, ours in the jamboree style where we have people we separate them into teams uh, just like everybody else but it allows you to play with people across North America uh, and and have that opportunity in a tournament style structure uh, where it gets very competitive um, you know we have three days of, of what we'll call round robin play or then we get into the medal rounds and, and, you know, so really the first three days are just getting to know your team and your coaches and understanding that. Uh, and then you get to play in, in your, your semifinals and finals where, you know, you, you have competitiveness and, and you're actually trying to win. And, and I know uh, structures get set through the, the four day, five day format um, where, you know, the competition becomes stiffer, not saying competition in other places isn't, but here we, we have it structured as a, as a format um, that pushes that competition level because, again, we want to see uh, compete as opposed to as much as showcases are individual. Yes, this is still individualistic, 
but we also take that team approach and that tactical approach with our coaches, with our experienced coaches that, that work with us in the Desert Cup. Well, the competition is really important, right? Because you, as a scout, right, as a coach, as somebody who's there kind of looking for the talent of tomorrow, they want to see what that reaction is, right? They want to see how quickly they fit into a team. They want to see what happens when they're put up against it. And playing for something at the end of it kind of makes people play a little bit harder, I got to imagine, right? You feel like you're playing for something. Aside from the watchful eyes of scouts and coaches, there is the opportunity to to win a couple of meaningful games, and that adds to the experience for any player who does come to the Desert Cup. For sure. And, and you know, and Darren, Darren will touch on this in a second, but, uh, it, uh, you know, Darren talked about how this started. Uh, to be honest, uh, a gentleman started it out of out, out East, started the tournament, uh, recruited myself to coach. And then I went on to recruit Darren's son to play for me. So that's how this sort of started. So to have you understand the process and Darren, I'm not going to put words into your mouth. So I'm going to let you talk about that is that um, that's how everything all of a sudden became, and says, wait a minute, this is pretty good. And, and we've become friends from it. And we've also helped in the development of Zach as a player who's gone through it. So that's what I think is very cool for, for Darren. And he can talk about it because he was actually a, a, a paid participant. He's someone who invested this uh, personally for his son. So sorry, Darren, I didn't want, I don't want to step on your toes. That's why I want to <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a good start of it. You know, um, like you said, uh, you had recruited Zach that one year and I can't have, can't remember how many years ago. It was probably four or five, six years ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, we went to the tournament the first year and I thought, what a fantastic tournament. Um, very well organized. Um Again, like Dino said, very structured, but what was really cool is we had Americans playing against with the Canadians, and it was just a good mix of mix of players. Uh, so, you know, the first year, uh, Zach did, uh, did this uh, tournament. The following year, I believe it was one more year, and then the next year is when the owner of the Desert Cup said, hey, you know what, I think I'm going to s- uh, step down on this. Uh, would you be interested? And so I reached out to Dino and I said, hey, what do you think of this? And uh, he said, let's run with it. Let's do this. And we just had a passion over that couple of years that we were in it. And I think Dino was in it one year prior to that and just felt like it was a great opportunity for these players to, you know, excel and show their, you know, they like to play in the summer as well. So it's a summer tournament. And I think it's overall, it, it took off. Uh, you know, we've done some tweaking here and there that we thought was valuable and uh we've just built it from there and um it's come a long ways we're on our ninth year yeah so a little bit on the past and then uh this is our ninth year i've actually coached in from year two there you go but also i want to say yeah. something when we talk about this and, and uh i work for the tri-city americans after the year zach participated in this and this is what i want to say not only yeah. is this an experience but it's also an opportunity Zach, from his play at the Desert Cup, and when I, I had him, he got an invite to our Tri-City Americans Western Hockey League camp. So he actually had that opportunity. So as much as, yes, it's an experience, and, and, and you know, when we talk about differentiating yourself, let's talk about this. This is Vegas, right? Uh, we try our best to make it family fun. Uh, when we talk about that, there's some nighttime family fun that happens with the parents and the kids, uh, right? We, you know, as a coach, what I take into it is I say to them, look, I need four hours from you. That's it. Because I want you to go to the pool. I want you to have some fun of that. But in those four hours, it's hockey. 
and only hockey. Right. And and that's what I want to see from you. But yet I want you to go have some fun. You know, we've we've done things like we've had them on uh you know, here's a, a couple passes to go to esports at the Luxor. You know, so we've allowed them to provided them an opportunity to experience it, right? Again, because you go there as a family, we want to make it a family type vacation. We have a a dinner where we have 300 plus people at that are involved okay. in the tournament. You know, so we do a lot of that stuff. But also, again, it's providing that experience. So when it's time to play hockey, it's time to play hockey. And, and as a coach and being a coach in the event, and this is what we demand of our coaches, listen, when a player comes to us on day one on Wednesday, or say Tuesday night, eh, during our, our meet yeah, and greet. Yeah, it's Tuesday night meet and greet. Yeah. You know what? You're going to leave us a better player on Sunday. That's yep, what we're going to provide you. How much better is up to you. Right. And it's, and I say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's for, it's not to say that it's, it's for more quote unquote serious players, but when you describe a tournament like that, right. When you, when you ask for professionalism, right. When you, in some sense, demand professionalism, it attracts a player that is a little bit more serious about being actually coached, right. Being, being either told ways to improve or being asked to do certain things, right. Coaches who are, are told that because of the type of player that's being recruited here, you have a little bit more freedom to, to actually coach these guys, right? Where sometimes you see coaches that are, or, or coaching positions that are like stewards of, of the players to get them all their ice time. There's a little bit more uh, impetus for coaches to, you know, get, try some things, to drop some things, to, to really get into the coaching a little bit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go back again and I, I don't mean to say this, but there was one time literally uh, we played a team. I'll be honest with you. That was a very, very strong team. You know, when Darren, we were before we were recording here, Darren talked about the alumni of it. Uh, yeah. Well, this group has USHL players. Like if you were to take that group, they were very, very good. You have OHLers, USHLers, BC Junior Hockey League guys, Alberta Junior Hockey League, where our group, you know, we had some AHLers, USPHLers. Like we still had a pretty good group. We weren't as skilled as them. Uh, actually, Ty Young was our goalie. He drafted yeah. to the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. Um, you know, so here we are in, in a game, and, and we end up winning the game. I think, what did we score with? A minute and a half left? Yeah. Like that. And I'll be honest with you, we weren't as talented as a group. But I, there was coaching going on. And mm-hmm. and, and Mark, uh, a friend of ours who coached that, that team, legitimately, like there was coaching. Like there's teaching going on. So when you talk about the differentiation – of of the game we're teaching still too we're a showcase there's not education of the game as much going on that's correct so that's why i'm saying that what differentiates itself is that we're still you're still showcasing your talents but we're also taking your talents and and helping you what like this is what you can work on this is what can happen as opposed to saying will you come to my camp does that make sort of sense there? And I guess you as yeah, a dad. Yeah, totally. Right? And I was just, yeah. And I was just thinking of that one coach that uh, from out East that, you know, at the end of the week, he actually sat down with, which with each individual yeah. player and wrote out what he thought was good and his, his pros and cons and what to work on for the rest of the summer. And, you know, you won't yeah. see that at, you won't see that in other tournaments. You know, actually that was Mike Oak to talk Mike about Oak, the background yeah. of coaches. He's the general manager of the Peterborough Pete's of the of the OHL. That's right. Right. So, yeah. so you guys have alumni yeah. that kind of uh, not just on the ice, but behind the bench. You have alumni that's 
in every corner of the game right now, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the coaches that are coming up right now, um, you, you know, you have guys that have coached in the NA, NAHL, uh, Alberta Junior Hockey League, Western Hockey League, Ontario, uh, the OG, OJPHL. Um, yeah. You're right. You have a lot of that USHL. So those are the backgrounds of it. When people call us and ask us who's going to be there, I'll, I'll be honest, we, we can't tell you directly because everyone wants to come to Vegas. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot that'll say, but yet again, you know, there's some teams that have certain budgets that are only allowed in Vegas and, and um, that are only have so many, so much budget allowed uh, to travel during that time. So everyone's invited. Uh, you know, it's not the same as it used to be that everyone's free will flying all over the place. I want to be honest with you. If anyone tells you that they're lying to you, mm-hmm. but we try our best on our end to have someone on a bench that has experience that has the background again yeah. is, is I'll talk about myself is Dino Caputo going there on behalf of the Tri-City Americans. No, but I'll tell you what, I work in hockey. If I see a hockey player that can make us better, I'm going to get them. Right. So I, I use Zach Nichols as a camp invite. There's probably been six or seven kids over the past four years that we've invited to camp to give an opportunity. Right. And then there's some, um, that, that came to camp uh, that actually played that were from Vegas that played in the Western hockey league. Right. So, you know, in the area, so there's lots of it, you know, the biggest thing too, and Darren again, and, and you know, this beat Lucas being out East, there's not a lot of this in the West cool. and you'd be amazed at how many calls Darren and I get about, Hey, we just want to come out West. And one thing I'll tell you the fastest, one of the biggest and fastest growing communities in hockey is Las Vegas in the United States. Mm -hmm. So now here's an opportunity to get to it. You know, you have ACHA hockey. Yes. That's division one right in, in Nevada. Right. And again, you have one of the fastest growing and biggest growing universities. That's division one in Arizona, four hours away. So the opportunity is there and the growth of it is there. That's what people, I think, have a hard time understanding in the hockey world is that this is the fastest growing area. L.A. grew lots when Wayne Gretzky got traded. Now Huge. you're going to see Division One. You mark my words that you will see Division One hockey in the West, in Nevada. And uh, that's a big reason why we chose uh, to go a little bit younger with the 09-10 division, right? And yeah. the 07-08 division and 05-06. Because there's junior aspirations, but there's also get familiarity to the area because it's going to be the fastest expanding area for Division One hockey in the U.S. I don't know that for sure, but if I'm a gambling man, and I am, that's why I like to go to Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) We have to peel Darren off the tables all the time. Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the biggest selling point, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it's you talk about the footprints, right? And and. You know, people might still have this idea that, you know, there are certain like, you know, everyone knows Minnesota is the state of hockey. Right. But when you look at the Division One freshmen that are incoming, you know, where are they coming from? They're coming from Michigan. They're coming from the New York, New Jersey area. They're coming from places like Arizona. Right. There are these markets that are expanding. We were just talking about the, the Carolina Hurricanes. Right. And look what that team over the years has really done for that market you know, and, and building in, 
I don't even call them non-traditional markets anymore because I don't think there is such a thing. It's especially with the Kraken and the rabid fan base they've developed in such an incredibly short period of time, right? It is it is something where I think you guys have picked a great spot for it. The sports market in Vegas is just ever increasing. The hockey market out there, as you said, is is just growing. And Darren, I know that you we we talked a little bit about your very personal experience with the Desert Cup. It kind of feels like you liked the restaurant so much you wanted to become the general manager type of a vibe, um, which I don't know if there's a better review than that, potentially. Um, but just from your personal experience, what did the Desert Cup do for you, do for your son um, in like a hockey journey kind of kind of sense? Because sometimes there's always sometimes I feel like there's the disconnect of like, well, you know, obviously this tournament, this this cup is going to be competitive. But what is a possible outcome from an experience like this? Yeah, I think I think one thing is, you know, the boys, you know, they play winter hockey and stuff and they're with that coach, you know, throughout the whole season. And here these boys get to go to a tournament where sometimes they don't even know another player on that team, but they can they they they, they create so much of their own confidence by just going out and playing instead of trying to impress the coach and stuff like that. And I think, you know, from from watching over the years that even, you know, our boy, um, you know, the confidence that it created from him going there and the excitement that uh, these boys had was just amazing. Um, you know, and every year he's just, hey, I want to go back. I want to go back. And, you know, we get at the end of each tournament, that last day on the Sunday, we have people coming up to us and saying, well, wow, this is a tournament that is nowhere near another other tournaments. We just we put so much emphasis in, you know, personal touch. And I think it goes there's huge value to that. And, you know, we have people signing up the following year saying, when can we sign? When can we sign? And, you know, even before the registration this year started, uh, people were phoning saying, hey, when is it going to open? So um, it's yeah, that's what I would say about that, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what? Just to touch on Darren, hockey is networking. Sure. It's networking. And now you get an opportunity to go and compete with people. Uh, I mean, again, you know, we have, you know, on uh, a team coming from Ontario, Canada. You know, we have a, a team coming from California. We have a team coming from Arizona. There's another one from Minnesota. And, and it, not so much teams, sorry, players. Um, and now they're going to be playing with with these other kids our world is way smaller you know our era in my era of playing this didn't ha- this didn't happen as much not a chance yeah. you know um but now with the world of snapchat and um be real and TikTok, all of a sudden it, it's become smaller and these people who actually they start conversing and that's what happens in networking and it provides you networking can provide you with opportunity so again this is an experience that may lead to an opportunity you just don't know when and I'll go back to the example in you're right. That's the number one selling feature for Darren is his kid went through it and he had a good experience and look, it led to opportunity for him. And that's yeah, all you can ask for yeah. as a hockey player is a chance. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, there's, you know, like I, I thought of that first year, second year that uh, he was at the desert cup and Dino took a team, an O3 team to um, the chowder cup. So there's another experience that, you know, grabbed a couple players and, they got an opportunity to go play somewhere else uh, for a tournament. Yeah, it was um, our spring program that we have with 
We went yeah. to actually it was the Battle of Boston. And to be honest, you're right. Some of those relationships of those players that came were from the Vegas Desert Cup. Yeah. And uh, this is a quite humble brag. We were the first ever Western team to win it. We won it. Right? Yeah. yeah. And to be honest with you, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. No idea. There like, was a lot of heart that weekend. We all of a sudden just go, like, I don't know how good we are. Right. How, how good are we? You know, yeah. you know, on that team, we have four Western leaguers and, and uh, a national uh, player from Germany that played on it. In the end, when you start thinking back, you know, and I think if I'm not mistaken, Darren, 17 skaters, all 17 are playing junior hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and again, a lot of that opportunity, uh, a stepping stone was uh, the Desert Cup. Now, you guys mentioned some of the divisions that were offered. Um, you're also offering opportunities for female skaters as well within the, the universe of the Desert Cup. Um, between offering opportunities for uh, for female skaters for a women's division, as well as expanding so far into the youth, do you feel like that is another example of why the Desert Cup provides a little bit more of an advantage? For sure. I mean, when you talk about the female game, it, it's... You know, I talk about the, the West Coast and how it's expanding with, with hockey and, and that the female game is, is growing exponentially. Uh, and I don't think the opportunity for female hockey is as much. Uh, I can't comment so much on, on the states. Um, there are some big, big dogs that uh, we'll call them that, that have certain things that are offered out there. Uh, but again, this is something that we're trying to offer because of the growth is so fast. And and in that area, you don't see as much of it. It's, you know, very, very limited in what you see out there. So that's what mm -hmm. we're trying to do and expand that. And then again, you know, we have, you know, with the four teams, we do have, this is what's special also. We have four teams in each division. So the competitiveness is hard. So you actually get to know your opponent. So you play everybody once before you actually play them again. So there is that structure. And, and, and you know, again, including in the female, you know, first we'll play fourth in the semifinal. Well, there's a lot of years fourth beat first to go to the final. Like, so, you know, the first three days are the feeler out days. Um, but again, when you talk about that, it's just, we're trying to be part of the, the growing game of female hockey. And we want to support it as much as possible because we still think that, um, yes, it's many, many years behind the male game. I'm talking of, of not development because the skill level is getting very, very good in female hockey, but opportunity is not the same. And that's why we want to mm. try to give an opportunity with the female game. Again, it's, it's, again, it's all part of growing it, right? Sometimes the, the grow the game mentality is, is the phrase itself is a little overused, but the mentality is, is super important in, in a lot of aspects. And I know that, you know, with, especially with the youth, and how young the game is going, it does feel a little strange to see an 09-10 totally. as yeah. a birth year. I'm I'm not that. I'm I'm a I'm a uh, 91 birth year, and it's it's a little uh, a little strange to see the 09 and the 10s, but that's where the game is going, right? It is going much younger. You have 06s and 07s being tendered in this year's NCDC draft in the the universe of the USPHL, but it's not out of the question that 2009, 2010 birth years are, are being scouted in this day and age. Yeah, it's around the corner for them. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest. This is providing the, the experience for them a little bit more, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just getting to that area, understanding that area, seeing that area, getting to meet people. Uh, as you go later on, we there's many stories that, like Darren can talk about that 
uh, you end up playing with a kid from Colorado and you become friends with the kid and guess what? Provides you an opportunity maybe to go somewhere. In the world of hockey, you will always be rewarded for the amount of work you put in. The problem is you might not be rewarded the way you think you are. And I'll speak on, on personal experiences that of kids and people that you met before. They, it may be from hockey that you get helped out or that you help somebody else out. So it's not always just about the game. It's about the networking of the entire thing and, and future adult life that happens. And you'd be amazed again how small the world's gotten and how big it is and how these things actually help you by meeting people from different areas. Again, I, I'll talk about my son who played, who played junior, become great friends with, with a young man in Colorado, uh, going to see him, spending some time. They're studying the same thing at different schools. It, it's just provided a lot of educational opportunities and future opportunities that they're talking about after junior, their junior days. So it, it's crazy. It could be business opportunities. And you'd be amazed at what happens when, you know, oh nines and 10s. And, and to be honest, uh, those are U15 now, right? Yes, crazy. You're right. They, yep. you know, for us in the Western Hockey League, oh nines are the draft. We draft them, <laughs> right? Yeah. I hate to break it to you, but we're, we're getting, getting older. <laughs> that's all that, that's saying. the unison is what's scary on that by the way this, that was same tone same yeah. speed little bit of de- little bit we've of been practicing that all week don't let darren lie <laughs> <laughs> that, that i i can tell you we last year we did an event um for some uh some tenue in uh in carolina with the carolina premier hockey organization and a penalty got called. Skater goes into the box. We have the camera angle on it. And he slams his stick into the glass. And we get a tweet from a parent who's watching the live stream going, yep, that's my son. <laughs> and and watching the 10U game, there, some of the skill level at, at, the, at that game, I did not think I was going to see. You had kids passing it between the legs. You have some of the kids maybe developing a little faster, skating circles around people, right? You can kind of see where the game is going. And... I, I can certainly tell you how small sometimes the game of hockey feels. Um, we we actually just gave out the Dan K show and Jerry and Lori Wilhite from the Pueblo Bulls. We just gave out two scholarships to hockey players. Um, that was a result of all of our equipment getting stolen in Denver. Um, we lost about three thirty five hundred dollars worth of equipment that got robbed out of the car. And Dan and I turned to a GoFundMe thinking we maybe raise like a thousand dollars, right? Offset some of it. We're just the start of a 19 day road trip. And in 72 hours, we raised over $5,000. That's awesome. And, and the, in that, in that moment, you know, for two guys who don't, who aren't players necessarily, right. We're just, we're broadcasters, we're, we're personalities. But in that moment, the hockey world felt very small to us. It felt like the whole exactly. hockey world was kind of in the yeah. same room. Um, and enough that we were able to give back, right. With, with, in the form of two scholarships. So I, I definitely, when you said you know how small the hockey world is, I have definitely felt that um, a little bit with with regards to that. But I do want to let you guys know, prepare you, that we do always ask for parting words from our guests. You can talk about anything you want, whether it's the Desert Cup, whether it's your experiences, whatever you wanted to say to the folks at home. But first, I do want to talk. There's a there's a small event in hockey happening right now, um, the NHL playoffs. Um, you know. Small tournament, you might not have heard of it, but I did want to get 
your take if you're willing to share it on some of the some of the action that we've seen so far i know for me it's been very entertaining i've been watching more of it even my rangers got eliminated um and the coach fired immediately afterwards um it has been entertaining to watch other games throughout the the series have you guys been watching a ton of hockey well i didn't get to watch a whole bunch today but yeah i've been uh, following it pretty good and it's you know like we talked about before us doing this um Team one can or seed one can be seed eight. It's the talent or the, the it's so close, right? Any team can beat any team. And you see, uh, even I heard today you saying about New Jersey beating Carolina. That's pretty crazy to put eight goals or whatever it was against uh, Carolina. So I, I'm an other fan and uh, I feel that uh, we've got a pretty good opportunity. I'll knock on something here, but um, I'm hoping that uh, maybe it'll be uh, the Oilers and Carolina in the final. Do you know? I I didn't even know the playoffs were going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll relate what Darren just talked about a little bit, and even to youth hockey, and you you touched on it, Lucas. The player is more skilled than ever. Yeah. There is more opportunity for players uh, for skill development. For mental training, for physical fitness. Again, it's going to sound like I'm trying to sell the Desert Cup. But one thing that we're, we do is we want to keep the fun in it. And it's not only just for the player, it's for everyone involved. Five-day tournament, you're guaranteed five games, five games. You play a game a day. It gives you the rest of the time for your family. We have many families that go to the Grand Canyon. They do some things like that. That's why we said get four days of hockey. Just to say that when you say the last word, that's what we're trying to bring back to the game. The game has become so mm-hmm. serious and so intense that sometimes we lose sight of what we're trying to get across here. We are building human beings through the game of hockey that we love. Not everyone gets to play it at the highest level forever. But you can network, you can meet people, and hockey can be in your life forever. Again, not the way you maybe expect it in playing in the NHL or playing professionally, but you might be able to go and teach skill, build uh, in a smaller American community, bring hockey to where hockey hasn't been. All that stuff is what can happen. Now, when we go to the Stanley Cup finals, it's been fantastic. Um, You know, again, we're very blessed uh, in the West because we get to see the best player in the world more frequently in Connor McDavid. You know, you see what uh, Leon Dreisaitl is doing so far um, to go and start to see a little bit more where a little bit more uh, limelight goes on a team like the Carolina Hurricanes, where usually out, out west, we don't see them as much. Yes. They're, a, they're not a small market team, but they're not we're not seen as much out here. And that's what I like about the Stanley Cup playoffs is that everyone becomes the focal point because you go from 16 to 8 to 4 and then to 2, Right. So I guess this is what we're trying to do, you know, in uh, Vegas is is have a focal point on 36 forwards, 24 defensemen, and eight goalies in every age division. That's small. That's how small of a competition it has. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. So those are my sort of final thoughts by mixing in a little plug for our Desert Cup and Stanley Cup all in one. But again, that's what hockey's about, you guys. We're developing uh, future leaders. And and if you go in the job world, and they'll tell you this, a lot of people will will want to hire 
kids that and and young men, young women that come from team sports because they know how to build together and work together. I love that. Clip it. You can actually have my job. That's, that's pretty that's smooth. At this point, if you want to, if you want to run the Dan Gay show with that, you are <laughs> you are more than welcome. There's to. probably a lot that of was... that we could run right there, eh? I think that's what we were looking. <laughs> I have nothing to say. That, you you made my job easy because now I'm just going to turn all of that into a promo clip. Cut it. Send it out there. We're good yeah. to go. That is uh, that is absolutely wonderful. You, you can put my picture on um, the back of a T-shirt too, and then we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Free for you. We can do. We listen. We we got a guy. We'll we'll get a nice like we'll get a nice like professional like little artsy rent uh, rendering of your picture too. It'll be it'll be classic <laughs> yeah. for sure. You know what? Hey. I gotta tell you this story. My daughter comes home the other day and goes, "Dad, everyone in my class wants a hoodie of you." What? Yeah, they want a picture to put it on the front of a hoodie. Perfect. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at, at that point, you you don't ask why. You say, you know what? Sure, that sounds yeah. good. Dan or not Dan Lucas. You have a passionate group of leaders that want to lead the Desert Cup. And are we going to make mistakes? For sure we are. But you know what? We're going to make mistakes trying. And that's all you can ask for. And as a hockey player, as a parent, uh, as a fan, you're if you don't make mistakes, you're not trying. It's that simple. Yeah. Right? Do you think you're perfect? Yeah. Or, or what? lots of times we'll talk about this and, you know, I, I got – um told this at a young age in hockey if you think you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room put that on that. a t-shirt that is we we actually will put that on t-shirt that's <laughs> that is that is incredible i love that that's and that's the kind of wisdom right it's it's something that maybe you maybe younger players don't get yet right guys were still guys were playing the game they don't quite understand that yet and that's why having people like yourself right people like darren like the 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 passionate and talented people that that you both bring to an event like the desert cup is is so important right it is it is when we dan and i will often talk about when you play for a team you're not really playing for the organization you're kind of playing for the coach right that's who you should be evaluating when you're trying to choose between something right the person who is going to be kind of giving you that development giving you that training yes the organization and its its traditions are important but it's it's really the person that you're that you're playing for, the person you're dealing with that that kind of brings the most to most to bear. Darren, I'll ask you for for kind of your parting words here on on whatever you'd like to say before we uh, we kind of close up here. Well, I, I think uh, Dino said it in a pretty good form uh, all around. Um, again, you know, just our passion that we have for this tournament is is a hundred percent, and all we want to do is make these players better and give them the opportunity to be better. And sometimes, you know, they do take a break in the summertime, but some players sure want to play in the summer. And I think this is a, a great opportunity to show their talent and, um, you know, see what they can bring. And like Dino said, there's, there's lots of people watching. And if these players uh, perform, there could be opportunities where they could get invites uh, to where they're trying to look for. So. Um, we're out there, uh, reach out to us. And um, definitely, you know, one thing we did say is individual and we are doing teams as well. So if there's teams that are involved or interested, we definitely can uh, uh, talk to them about that as well. And for teams, parents, and players that are interested in more information about the Desert Cup, you can head to www.dancashow.com 
right at the top header, the navigation bar, you'll see we have a specific header for the Desert Cup. You can get information. You can find the sign-up link on that page. We'll also go ahead and provide information to anyone who wants to reach out to us. You can always DM us at the underscore Dan K Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, maybe Be Real soon. That was mentioned earlier. Be <laughs> Real is absolutely wild. Um, it's it's genius. It is just every every social media platform just continuously stripping away bits that nobody cares about until we're just basically back to Polaroids. That's where we're at. We're just Polaroids on the internet now. <laughs> I'm here for it. I know uh, I know these guys are going to be experts in Be Real pretty soon. If you want more information, you can always reach out to us. My parting words, because I get them this time, because we're closed, I get to close out the podcast, is at the Dan K Show, we always try to bring you information so that you can be more informed, so you can make a decision. We talked about you know, how the value of the hockey dollar right now, is it a premium there? You want to make sure you're putting your money in the right places. You want to make sure that when you do put your money somewhere, you have the most information possible. We hope this podcast was informative. We hope you reach out to find out more information. We hope you go to the website to learn more. For Darren, Dino, myself, thank you for listening to The Dan K Show. You can always follow us at The Dan K Show and follow us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast to hear the latest podcasts as they're released. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.